Are you doing all the things that orient you to be in the best possible physical and mental condition you can be? Yeah, I want to go to the gym, I want to get big and this, that and the other. But they don't see the vision at the end. Whereas if I'm a shadow of who I could be, how high can I lift everyone else up? Welcome to another episode of The Shredder Show. Today, if you're someone who suffers with vices, addictions, and you're looking for a way to overcome that, we're going to have a very interesting conversation. We've got the man who is five times world champion and he's in fitness modeling, Alistair Hart from Ireland. Uh, and we're going to talk about his journey from pushing his addiction with other vices in life into fitness. And I'd say this is something that's very much is the way I work as well as I have a very addictive personality with everything I do, very much all or nothing, um, which I think sometimes maybe it makes me think I'm even bipolar. Um, what was your first start, Alistair, in terms of getting into things, in terms of realizing you had an addictive personality and then maybe that was like a beast you had to control yeah so firstly thanks for having me charlie it's you know we've uh we first met each other a number of years ago and it's and it's and it's fair to so say you, you were chipotle in south london somewhere I can't remember yes yeah, yeah and it's it's funny right because we're vastly different on so many levels but hugely the same on so many i've never met two guys that are like have so much similarities in some ways, but are so different in 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 other ways. Um, but yeah, so um, to to your question, <clears throat> I battled with multiple addictions. Um, it was drugs throughout my my teens. Um, so consequently, you know, I got thrown out of school, zero education, um, and then in my twenties, it was drinking, then and then complementing that with drugs again and all the rest of it, and. In my late twenties, just had children, and I knew something had to change. But it wasn't from the want of people telling me I needed to change. Bearing in mind, I was eight and a half stone, so whatever that works out in kilos, like sixty kilos or whatever it is, right? Um, and I'd been on a bender for three weeks. What do you weigh now, for context? Eighty-five. Uh, eighty-five. Oh, yeah, guess. yeah, eighty-five. Yeah, roughly. Um, 85 roughly about that I and when I was competing I haven't competed since 2019 because the I was going to actually take 2020 off 2021 um, and build and go on and whatever it didn't happen for obvious reasons with 2020 and so on but anyway um, okay so I had an addictive personality I knew I, I started to realize that this was a massive problem it was causing carnage all around me. I was destroying my marriage and my children were very young. And I said, right, okay, you know, I know I need to do something about this, but it, the penny wasn't dropping until one day. I, it was a Sunday morning. I'd been banging on the door of this pub to let me in. And I knew I could get in there early. And I was in there early and I ordered a pint and I was the first person there point was on the counter and it was really weird there was a stained glass window to my right and sun was just beaming through the window and all of a sudden it was just like this light bulb moment going you're 28 years old what are you doing inside here and you had and you're a dad like what the fuck like so that was it i left it i left a drink there that was the 13th of december 2009 and i left and i pulled out my phone i rang my um now ex-wife who's actually you know one of my best friends um and i rang her and i said like i basically surrender <laughs> and <clears throat> i knew that i knew i needed to change and 
on the 15th of December, 15th of December 2009, I joined the gym. And I went from there then, and I, I the, the guy that ran the gym uh, had competed before, and he wanted to go back competing, and we became very close, and one thing led to another, and we, I started doing bodybuilding uh, in Ireland. I did a couple of years of that, and then uh, Chris introduced me to fitness modeling. He said, look, I think your, 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 your shape would you know lean towards this probably be a bit better. Um, and yeah, and, and I didn't. I, I went on and I, I did a few amateur shows and stuff like that. Um, turned pro and then and, and then uh, did a number of shows as a pro, and then went on to the world championships and have five five world titles. What would you say for you was the biggest challenge in terms of giving up the addictions? Would you say that it was literally like on and off, or was there points where you were getting like lured back into your previous lifestyle? <sighs> So addiction for me, and I can only speak for me, right? I have to have something that I'm addicted to. So I have to swap, I have to swap it. I know there's, look, there's lots of talk about 12 set this and, 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 and whatever else, but I can only ever speak the truth for me. And what I do is I just get addicted to something else. And I knew that the addiction with fitness uh, was definitely better than my addiction to to drink and the partying life and so on and so forth. So <clears throat> there's no, you know, there's, there's, there's always something that I have to be all in on because if I'm not, then I'm in a perpetual state of looking for something to, to, to please me. I can't just do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I, I have to be obsessed. It, it, it's a crossover between addiction and obsession is the way I will put it, you know. Um, it's neither one or the other, but it's a, it's, a, it a, it's a metamorphosis of both. What you just said probably summarizes the way my brain works in two words, addiction and obsession. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a really important thing for anyone listening to understand. It's like, if you have an addiction, it's okay to be addicted to something else, which is a good addiction, like a positive addiction. Mm -hmm. So you can swap a negative addiction for a good addiction. So partying drugs for fitness lifestyle, being addicted to that, mm. that's a positive swap, right? And mm. I think um, addiction sometimes gets bad mouth, where in some respects being addicted just means that maybe you really like what you fucking do as well. Mm. Because like anyone who's really good at something is going to be obsessed with it and addicted mm. to it and want to do more and more and more of it. Mm. Uh, and I think we live in a world where people try and push balance so much, whereas some mm. people don't necessarily want balance. Mm -hmm. Like if you love just doing this one thing then and you want to do that all day long and it's good for you in terms of fitness mm. to some degree. Um, I've actually goosebumps with what you're saying yeah, because it's resonating so much, right? Because it, it's true. Because... Yeah. Um, I remember often even like my parents stuff saying to me like you work too much you shouldn't go to the gym as much why are you eating all these weird foods like people think you're like super fucking obsessed with what you want to do mm. but the reality is in life you should have some phases where you are obsessed with certain things mm -hmm. because that's where you have monumental leaps and like your identity as a person changes because I see a lot of people who are in that like addicted state of drink, drugs, women whatever it might be mm. gambling and then they dip their toe out of it and then they don't fully jump out of it and then mm -hmm. back in so it's yep. like you're better off almost going both feet into another addiction which is a good addiction mm -hmm. try to completely change your identity of who you are mm. and then that better addiction will serve you for the rest of your life hopefully for sure it's it's also charlie and one thing that you have but that that 
that people have to realize is that addiction stroke obsession is environmental now i i couldn't keep the same circle of friends that i had when i was drinking and taking coke all the time they you know i couldn't be friends with them and then go to the gym because they'd be there going what the fuck's wrong with you there's nothing wrong with me but you we as men we change you know, we're we're constantly evolving, and I think it's in seven-year cycles. I think in so it's interesting you say that, but I, I actually said to my girlfriend, I think it's every two to three years. So now she's mm. worried that like when two three years come around, she get binned off. But yeah, that's not going to happen. But like the two to three-year cycle, she's a contractor. What's <laughs> <laughs> expiring? Um, and the important thing is to understand that I think that that's normal. That mm. you like the cells in your body will replicate, right? You're, mm. you're a completely new person at a certain point. And mm. I think, I'm not sure if that's every three years or seven years or however long it is. Mm. Um, I think that's an important thing to understand is like, you're an evolving person. The, the friendship group maybe I had from 20 to 25, I don't really speak to any of them. Mm. Um, because what I wanted to go and do wasn't in alignment with what they want to do. And mm. I think it's okay. You have to close one door to open another and walk through another, right? Well, well, exactly, right. And if you if you look at that and you take that apart a little bit, right. So every time you push yourself outside your comfort zone, right, and you push yourself beyond your limitations of what you thought was possible, well, then you're creating new proteins to unlock a new gene profiling to be the newer version of yourself, and you were never going to be that person unless you knocked on the door of it and go, "Hey, look, you know, I'm." I'm I'm well I can't believe it so just to give context to this right and, and I'm going to jump to this did everyone remembers the day they benched 100 kilos right everyone remembers <laughs> yeah I remember I think I can actually yeah, yeah. right so everyone remembers that it was last week it was last week <laughs> <laughs> right and <clears throat> so when you walked into the gym the next time to do a one rep max on chest you automatically knew you could do 100 so it was never the case that you could never not do it again, right? So it's just like the unlock was there, the limitation was removed, and it was like, okay, well, yeah, well, 105 is a bit of a push, you know? And if we're using that as an analogy in life, then once we break through a limitation that we had put on ourselves that was cataclysmic, right? That, that oh, I, I can't do it 100, all I want is 100. It's like self-labeling, right? Exactly, exactly. And all you need to do is to know that, and, and the way I live my life with everything, right, is if another human being can do it, then why can't I? And one of the most powerful things you just said then is the reasons why fitness coaching programs work, business mentorships, whatever. Mm. Because when you sit across from someone else and like, well, that fucker's done it. Yeah. So then why can't I? Yeah. And so she, and so is he, and like everyone's done it. And you start looking around and you're like, well, if everyone else can do it, why can't I? Because mm. that's the biggest thing is people's lack of self-belief in terms of what they can do is it holds them back. And I actually would say that's one of the biggest issues I see respectfully with people from Ireland mm. is that um, everyone is too afraid of what other people are thinking, like sure. stepping out of line. Mm. Um, like even I remember going over there to train someone for who won one of our transformation challenges and people in, in the gym giving me shit, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, it's literally, toxic. people. Yeah, it's literally, toxic. people come up to me. I think it was like uh, Westside Gym in Dublin, being mm. like, "Who the fuck do you think you are?" In like filming here, like Billy Big Shot. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, this is, mm. I've never had that before. It's toxic. Um, so th there's two. There's there's actually two things to that, right? So I'm going to give you the deeper one first, right? But I, I won't take all day. I promise. Right? Okay. So the deeper meaning to to Irish 
um, re, um, being repressed, okay, is the country is only 123 years old, okay, and for 800 years it was ruled by um, by Britain, and then the country broke away and it became its own sovereign state and so on and so forth, right? But the gene profiling of what we're going through, which is probably, what, three, maybe four generations later, it's still in us to mouth, 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 do nothing about it, give out, and, like, it took one person to revolt to start the Irish army, right? And, you know, obviously the, the country changed. But what it, what it has done is, with Irish people, it's still very much um, in people's mindset of, Oh my God! What will people think? You know, what are they going to say? And that, and that, and that completely, that completely stops them, you know. And when people come out to the likes of Dubai, and they come here and they go, well, hang on a second, no one gives a fuck, right? And everyone's just off doing their own thing. There's people in when you go to the uh, you know, there's people recording. No one cares. No one gives a shit, like. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing. But do you know what it all revolves back to, Charlie? Right? Is everything to do with what is it? It's a sale. And what are people? What What are most people selling themselves? They're selling the idea to themselves that they are not good enough. So if somebody tells you, "Yeah, I'm like I'm a good coach, but I'm no good at sales," well, you're actually unbelievable at sales because you have completely sold yourself <laughs> into the idea that you're shit. And I think what you said there is a really important thing for people listening. And I'm, I always correct people when they label themselves like, oh, I, I'm really bad at maths or I'm really bad at sales or I'm really bad at working out. I'm really inconsistent with my food. Well, like if you start to talk like that about yourself, you're going to become that person, right? Whereas if you say like, yeah. like I'll openly say like, I think I'm pretty intelligent because I believe I am. And mm -hmm. then you start to become the person. So if you think like who you want to become you eventually become that person well, I think exactly you have to if you wake up in the morning what's your identity if you have a clear vision of where you want to go what you want it to look like and you map out your your you map yourself out to orient yourself towards the end goal and you put in the time to it it takes five years that's it to be ultimately the best at anything if, if I don't know how to play a trombone but if somebody gave it to me and said you five years to be the best in the world at it and you do nothing else with your time only that that's the that's the average time of what it takes to do it but it's about it's, it's about labeling and it's about it's about selling yourself the idea that you're not good enough but I also think one of the things you said there is interesting is that you can be the best in the world at something in five years but you can be competent in anything statistically in 20 hours Mm. So if you spent 20 hours learning anything, you mm -hmm. can be a good sufficient level mm -hmm. um, because that's where the learning curve, like the more elite you're trying to get, the harder it is to get like those extra percentage points. And that's where I say for people listening to this, you need to understand like life is a game of skill acquisition. The more skills you acquire, the easier life becomes because mm. they're almost like a multiplier. So if you look at it from a fitness aspect, mm. it's like you get really good at training. Cool. You get really good in terms of personal discipline. Cool. Mm. You put those two together, you get much more better results from workouts. You put the same thing when you understand food better, they all start to bounce off each other, which equals a much better looking body or, or healthier body afterwards. But the biggest problem, Charlie, is, right, that people just want to, yeah, I want to go to the gym, I want to get big and this, that and the other. But they don't see the vision at the end. They don't see the goal and they, they haven't got it mapped out. So what, okay, you want to get bigger. How big do you want to get? 
you're five foot five and you want to be 20 stone. It's not going to happen. Forget about it. Okay. Realistically and genetically and everything else is taken into consideration. F- what does a realistic version of you uh, at the most content look like? Okay, that's it. Okay, let, now let's reverse engineer back from that and how we can how how can we get you there in that fashion? But everybody wants I want to be rich. Okay, why do you want to be rich? Because I want to have loads of money. Why do you want to have loads of money? Because I want financial freedom. It's all it's all garbage. They don't have the answer, but they don't know why. They, exactly. There's no why, and the it's 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 basic psychology. If you don't have a why and you don't have a driving factor, then how are you going to put a plan together? And what's your point of difference to make you you know excel at at that? What are your weak areas? What are the areas that you need accountability on? And it's it's just like whether you're someone who's just joining the gym for the first time, or you're someone who's getting ready to 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 you know do the Arnold or something like that. You have to have somebody looking over your shoulder, going, "What's going on, Charlie? Are you doing? Are you doing your reps? Do you get your do you get your food in today? You know, accountability to another human being is the deciding factor whether this works or not. Like, you can have the best will in the world, and you can be as motivated and as so-called disciplined um, as is, but that will wear off if you don't have that somebody on your shoulder going. You said you were going to do it, you know. And one of the things you said there is always a why, and most people listening to this probably can't, don't know what their why is. But if anyone listens to this right now, you think about who's the most important person in your life, whether it's your kids or your partner, that's mm. going to be your why, right? To be mm. better husband or wife, to be better mother or father, like set a really good example of your family. And like, I know, for example, for you with your kids, that's your why, right? Mm. So like you're, you spend a lot of time with your son, Caleb, in terms of helping with his rugby and like, that I can tell straight away is like your biggest passion, your whole purpose, right? Mm, for sure. And to, I didn't have that growing up and God knows I, I craved it so much, you know, just for my dad to be at like a training session or a game or something like that. Cause I never knew if I was any good at sport or not. I still don't know. I reckon I must've been good if Caleb's as good as he is. Right. But so I wanted to make sure he got what I didn't. And that comes that comes at a cost because something suffers because I'm all in on him and I'm all in on Evan as well, whatever Evan needs. But like, you can't be all in on everything. So I know as a direct consequence of being all in on my children, then I can't scale my business to where I would like it to be at my chronological age, but I'm more, more than content with where I am as uh, as the job I'm doing as a father, and I'm more and more content as the job that I and that I'm creating a human being with that has decent principles and morals. That's going to be an amazing partner, husband to his future wife, and going to be a great father. You know, and that to me means more than anything. So. That's my why, and that and and that and that's where and that's where all this is. And for those of you watching and listening, Caleb is here in Dubai with me at the minute as well. You know, so that's my why. Yeah, and I think when you have that, it's then easy to not let yourself down because when you're like, oh, I can't fucking, hard. that's what you think of, right? It's mm-hmm. like I'm doing it for him, I'm doing it for her, I'm doing it for X, yeah. Y, Z reason because 
there's always going to be times you don't want to go to the gym you don't want to do the work you're supposed to do you're not going to going to want to drink do drugs to eat the food you're not supposed to mm. eat but like what's the reason why you're not doing it rather mm. than the reason why if that makes sense the the very important thing to look at there as well though charlie right is that it's super super important that although i want to make sure i'm the best father i can be and that i can be the best role model that i can be if i'm not the best version of myself how can i be that so who's number one in my life yourself i'm number one you can't drink i can't give you a drink from an empty cup charlie right and uh it's funny you say that because my girlfriend will say that i'm incredibly selfish but i'm selfish to be selfless mm. so i'm the greatest version of me that i can help lift everyone else up yeah. whereas if i'm a shadow of who i could be how high can i lift everyone else up so sometimes like you have to put yourself like you put your own seatbelt on first like on the plane right the plane's yeah. going to crash yeah. uh, like, or like auction market or whatever and then you put someone else's on mm. because like there's no good if you pass out first yeah well like think about it this way you've the best phone there is right latest phone brand new I've at, at this moment in time iPhone 15 Pro Max right you've got that and it's got every, it's got the best camera, it's got the best everything, and it's on 2% battery. Well, you can't do a video with it, you won't be able to do a FaceTime call, you won't be able to do a Zoom call, and you most certainly won't be able to do, have multiple apps open and things like that. So the thing itself, the capabilities of it here are unbelievable, but because it's running on empty, it can't be, it can't give you what it has, so it has to be charged for it to be ultimately the best phone there is at that moment in time. Hence why, as a person, you have to put yourself first. Are you looking after yourself physically? After you, are you looking after yourself mentally? Are you, um, you know, are you doing all the things that orient you to be in the best possible, best pos possible physical and mental condition you can be? What would you say to wrap things up with the top three things someone should do to look after themselves? To be selfish, to be selfless. <laughs> To look after themselves. Okay. I would identify I would identify the areas that you're not happy about yourself in. Write them down. Okay. Yeah. A pen and paper, there's a lot of it's power. It's a beautiful thing, right? There's a lot of power in that. You know? It's it's proper expression. I'm old school. I write things down. All right. Now <clears throat> you can't do anything about your IQ. There's multiple studies done that you cannot raise your IQ. You can, but it can decrease, okay? And your IQ decreases from the age of 20 onwards. And how do you stop the drop-off dramatically? Um, it's actually physical exercise, and there's been multiple studies done on that, right? Anaerobic and aerobic exercise. So resistance training and cardiovascular training are super, super important for maintaining one's IQ. Some people are just born with a, you know, a higher IQ than others. You can most certainly educate yourself, right? So that's one thing. I would identify the areas that you, um, that you, that, you know, that you need need to work on to be the best version of yourself, um, which will in turn then lead out to, to to be the fittest version of yourself, and then you'll be able to spread your wings and help whoever is around you. Then as a direct consequence of that. 100% agree. 
Where can people find out more about you, Alistair? Um, at Alistair underscore Hart on Instagram. Um, it'll be in the show notes anyway. You've got um, your own podcast, haven't you? I have, <laughs> I have, a, I have a podcast, and I also have a YouTube channel. Um, there's a bit of a crossover there because of an event during the summer. But anyway, so it's kind of it's kind of a mixture of cars and kind of a mixture of fitness and kind of a mixture of me going off on tangents about the Matrix and all sorts of other stuff. So uh, yeah, there's there's a lot more there's a lot more depth there. But you'll everything you'll need to 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 be will be um, Alistair Hart just on everything. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Everyone who listened to the episode, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe. And we'll see you next episode soon. Make sure you check out Alistair and we'll catch up with you soon.